0: gift for free that's t-h-r-i-v-e market.com slash truth talks thrivemarket.com slash truth talks hey friend you're listening to truth talks with tara a podcast dedicated to helping you know love and live god's word i'm your host tara and i am so glad that you're here Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Hey, hey, friend. Thank you so much for joining me again on the podcast. This is Truth Talks with Tara. I am your friend, Tara, and host, and it is a joy to be here with you today. As you can tell by the podcast episode title, we're going to be talking about productivity tips, how to be productive, how to get things done, but we're going about this in a grace-based way. A grace-based way. That's a really weird thing to say try to say that 10 times fast we are going to be operating out of the grace and the margin and the strength of the Lord and not ourselves because if you're anything like me it can be challenging sometimes to figure out how to get everything done and now maybe you're a mom maybe you're a wife maybe you're a girlfriend maybe you're at school you're working you're at home whatever you do whatever hats you wear all the hats that God has given you in life it can be really difficult to figure out how do I get it done, but then more than anything, how do I do it with excellence and honoring the Lord, but also realizing that I do have limitations. We do have limitations, but trying just to make the most of the time that God has given us, make the most of the responsibilities that he's given us. So that's what we're going to do in today's episode. We're going to talk about some unique productivity tips to help you be productive and get things done. But again, out of operating out of this grace-based mentality, knowing that I am going to follow God's schedule over mine. I'm going to be diligent with my time, but I am going to trust him to work through me and go by his standards of productivity and not my own. So maybe a little bit different of a spin of an episode, but I just pray that it encourages you just to rest in God's strength and realize that you don't have to do it all on your own. Okay, but before we do that, I want to share some pretty sweet news. Michael and I have welcomed a new member of our family. Now, If you follow me on Instagram or you've listened to some of my episodes, you know that we have a new baby boy, but that's not who I'm talking about necessarily. No, I'm not pregnant again, and we already have a dog, so that's not who has joined the family. We have officially started sponsoring a child through compassion. His name is Lawrence. He's from Tanzania. He is the sweetest little boy. He actually has the same birthday as Hunter, which is so, so special, and I love that you get to choose that. If you haven't heard of compassion before they are an advocate organization committed to honoring christ and his children and all they do so A little more backstory for as long as I can remember my family, my parents, my brother and I growing up, we have always sponsored a child through Compassion. It's the world's leading authority in holistic child development and gospel-centered discipleship through sponsorship. Now, there are a lot of different programs like this, but what I love about Compassion is that they are dedicated to discipling children in God's word, giving them access to God's word through, like I said, discipleship, training them up in the Lord, not only just giving them food and resources and. And schooling opportunities but teaching them about the lord and if you're a faithful listener of this show or you follow me on instagram or any of the other things you know that i believe in and i really preach the message of knowing loving and loving god's word every day And so one of those ways that we can live the gospel out practically and live out God's word is by serving others and giving generously. And I know that it can be difficult to know how do I spread the gospel? How do I make an impact on people's lives, on children's lives in this world? Like from my home, like maybe you've thought to yourself, I'm only a student. I'm only this. I'm only that. I know I have. And it's difficult to know how to get out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. But Compassion International is providing a really awesome, tangible way for us to do that. I would love for you to join me on the journey of sponsoring Lawrence. You can follow me here on the podcast by subscribing and we're going to talk about more about what that journey looks like. Also over on Instagram, I'm going to show you behind the scenes of writing him letters, what that looks like, and really see what a difference sponsoring a child through compassion looks like. And my family and I, Michael, myself, and Hunter, we want to invite you in on this journey. So if you want to hear more, make sure to keep listening to this podcast. And I'm also going to include the link below for you to hear about what our community, what this podcast is going to be doing with Compassion. So you can check it out in the link, in the show notes all the time. I will always have a Compassion link. We are going to be focusing on Tanzania. I've actually been to a lot of different parts of Africa. So Africa is a really special part in my life and Michael and I's life. So again, more information in the show notes, but I want to introduce you to Lawrence, our sweet new addition, sort of, to our family here through Compassion International. So again, make sure to keep following along the journey of what it looks like to have Lawrence a part of our lives. And if you want to hear more, if you want to learn more about how maybe you could make this impact, how you or your family or your boyfriend, a spouse, sister, sibling, parents could be involved, all the information is in the show notes. Okay, okay. Let's get into the episode now. Thank you for sticking with me as we made some really fun announcements. But I want to talk about how we can work unto the Lord, how we can be productive, and ultimately follow His lead in our schedules and then honor Him with our time. So I want to start with breaking down a few verses. I love again to consult what God's Word says about whatever we're talking about. That's the goal, right? To know, love, and live God's Word. When we know God's Word. We love him, and when we love him, we're going to put it into practice by living it. And so that's my prayer for this episode, as every episode is as well. Colossians 3.23 is one of my favorite verses and one that is just very well referenced just in general, but also in this conversation, and that is the verse that talks about working heartily for the Lord um, and not for men. And so really this verse is talking about how we're not to please, we're not to work for the um, attention or the acknowledgement of men to Make ourselves look good, to achieve success for our own selves, um, or merely just to check off our to-do list, not just to work, just to work. But our aim and our desire and our goal in Christ is to please the Lord and all we do. You know, before we accept Jesus Christ, it's really a worldly way of living. And yes, a lot of times we do live for ourselves. That's the only motivation. But in Christ, we are set apart for a new purpose, a new mission. And that is to please the Lord in all we do. And so that again, that needs to be our home base for everything we do, but also for this conversation, knowing when we work, when we're um, trying to be productive, whatever this is, when we're stewarding our time, it needs to be out of an aim to please the Lord and not for man and not for our own gain. This next verse comes from Ecclesiastes from the Old Testament, which is not a very highly trafficked book, but it is one of the most incredible books. I have reread it as of late with a new commentary that a friend wrote, and it's incredible. It's just, I think this, honestly, we could do a whole study on Ecclesiastes and work because Solomon wrote this book, this letter to tell people, hey, I've I've gone after the world. I've gone after riches. I've gone after success and working for myself, and it's just not worth it. And so I think this verse is spot on for this conversation, but this verse says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. And that is from chapter 9, verse 10. Charles Spurgeon, one of my favorite theologians, says this about Ecclesiastes 9, 10. He says, We weren't created to be idle. We weren't redeemed by Christ to be idle. And we are not being sanctified by God's grace to be idle. So basically, diligence is required in this life. Working hard. Hard is required in this life. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, Solomon, the author of Ecclesiastes, was talking to people who were very much like him. Again, found vanity and worthlessness in working. They tried to live out of vanity. They tried to live for themselves. They tried just to work, you know, and hustle in their own strength and self sufficiency. But then they realized, Solomon realized that that's just, it's worthless. So when we do things with all of our might in the strength of the Lord, though, and for his glory and mission, then we are working in knowledge and in wisdom when solomon says there's no knowledge or wisdom in sheol sheol in hebrew basically means the place of the dead basically the lowest of places for the dead people to reside before jesus returns let's just say it's not considered to be the greatest place to be in the bible it's just never referred to in a great way so solomon basically is saying that there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in sheol And basically in vanity and working for yourself. Um, It's not wisdom. It's not knowledgeable to be working out of that place. So like Solomon encourages us to do is wherever your hand finds you to do, do it with your might out of the glory and mission of honoring the Lord instead of out of the world. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. To be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid year check in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online so it flows with your lifestyle and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match therapy gives you the space to talk about the good the bad the ugly and process it which can be really hard on your own so visit betterhelp.com/truthtalks today and get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h e l p.com/truthtalks Matthew 6.34, again, another really popular and just well-referenced verse that says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious about itself. It goes on, but I just want to focus on that. Basically, most of our worries are things that we don't have control over. We don't have a lot of control over a lot of things. But... It can be harmful and foolish, again, to worry about those things because it's out of our control. It's in the sovereign hand of the Lord. This is basically Jesus' way in Matthew 6 to remind us that it's important to live for the present day. Now, It isn't wrong to plan for the future or to remember the past. To some degree, that's really good. Again, we want to be diligent. We want to plan. We want to be productive. We want to make most of the time we have. But it's easy to be focused on the future and planning so much that we drive ourselves into anxiety and worry. And so Jesus doesn't want us to do that in this verse. He wants us to live in wholehearted trust for each day and in each moment. And so that's really where this phrase and this encouragement of be present comes from. So again, we have to live in this tension of, you know, not being anxious for tomorrow and, you know, being present and being fully planted in the day that we have now, but also realizing that planning and being productive and working hard is not a bad thing, but just living in that tension of not letting the anxieties and overwhelms of the next day really cloud us and bog us down and um, take our eyes away from trusting the Lord. Last verse I want to touch on is Ephesians 5, 15-17, I guess this passage basically is saying, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, for the days are evil. Other versions of this verse say walk circumstantially or carefully, again, other versions also say redeeming the time instead of making best use of the time, so Paul, the author of this letter to the church at Ephesus, is telling us to be watchful, to be careful, to um, really analyze and um, be intentional about how we live and how we should walk in wisdom he's telling us to basically seize opportunity to live for God's glory to make every opportunity about God's glory and that's walking in wisdom and that's in contrast of walking unwisely This is basically just a reminder that the days are evil, that there's evil around us, there is an enemy that is prowling and looking to attack, and that, you know, time is short. You know, our life here on earth is a blurb. And so do we want to use it for God's glory instead of being distracted? And so living carefully, being very analytical and intentional about how we live, making sure that it is for God's mission. Because again, we need to plan these things. And so the Bible is a big proponent in planning and being intentional. So I don't want that to not come across. But again, we have to hold in this tension of I'm living for God's glory and God's timing and in his um, in His ways and his methods rather than my own. So I just wanted to set that as a precedent before we got into some of these productivity tips that we're going to go into. Um, again, these aren't like necessarily gospel. These are my opinions. These are from other people. These are tried and true things that a lot of scientific research has been backed with. But again, I... I just want to offer these as suggestions for your life, and I pray that they all come out of the motivation of, again, surrendering our timeline to the Lord, being open to what He has for our schedule, and working and being productive out of a mindset of, I'm going to do this for God's glory and to please God and steward my life for His glory, the great life He's given me, and not just to get things done. I just want all of these things to come back to pleasing the Lord and working out of that grace. So, let's get into some of the productivity tips that I have come up with and also just have learned from other people along the way. Okay, one tiny disclaimer before we start. I promise we're going to get into these productivity tips, but I just want to say this again and just encourage you just to rest in this fact that you know, your life is very different from mine and my life is very different from yours. It's just everyone has something different. We all have different responsibilities whether we're moms, wives, we're not married, we're working, we're in school, we stay at home, literally anything. And so I want you to know and I want you to find freedom in the fact that these are all suggestions and that I am not claiming that these All have to be done because we all have different margins we all have different responsibilities our schedules look different our capacity looks different so i just hope that they maybe could be customizable to your life or just take them or leave them but i just want to say you don't have to do these things to find productivity and to please the lord they're just suggestions because i can't say that what works for me works for you but i also hope that maybe that they might be able to and depending on what they look like you can just kind of edit them for your life Okay, number one, these aren't really in any particular order, so we're just going to go with them. Um, The first one is to set alarms, and I don't know about you, but when I have an alarm set, I feel like I can conquer the world, or if I even just have... Not necessarily like a physical alarm, it doesn't have to be an actual alarm, but when I have like a goal in mind, like okay I have two hours from you know 8am to 10am to get this thing done, I really like to set that goal for myself to get a project done and really like, I don't know, it's kind of a challenge in a way too if that makes sense. I wouldn't say to compromise the quality of your work just to get it done in that amount of time, but I would also say challenge yourself to be your most efficient self in that timing and then also give grace that if you can't get that thing done or get that launch pile or that project done in that certain amount of hours, know that you still have dedicated a really good amount of time to that project by giving yourself um, a challenge or a window of time to get something done. The next thing that really helps me, and again, sometimes this is not feasible depending on if you're a mom or not, because I'm a new mom and I'm still trying to figure this out too, but isolate yourself when you have the need to get something big done. Um, do you have a big report due? Do you have an extra you know, um, deadline or whatever this looks? Do you have guests coming over? When there's a big to-do list, I like to get myself alone, away from noise and distractions as much as possible. And again, I'm a new mom, so I'm trying to figure out how that looks. A lot of my work is done during nap time. And I'm thankful for Hunter, who is a good sleeper so I can get things done. But still, you have to be flexible when you're a mom. You have to be flexible really at any time. But I, when I, when I say isolate yourself, I really mean just to, if possible, just get those distractions out of the way. I'm not saying your kids are distractions, but you know, get away from the noise. Be quiet. Um, just try to block out that time. It's really helpful. Ask for help from someone in your life if you have children or ask for help if you even just have no kids I mean be okay with the laundry sitting if you need to get something done but isolating yourself um being okay with turning that phone off by um letting other things sit because of the priorities there but isolating yourself when you need to get the big stuff done has really really helped me Next, I really, really want to emphasize this one because I have not been doing the best job at it, but I feel like lately I have been remembering how important it is, and that is to give yourself productive breaks. So breaks are important too. I think we get so caught up in needing to get things done that we're like, I'm just going to breeze through my breaks. I'm going to take like a five minute lunch or I am not going to eat lunch or I am not going to give myself grace to take a break because I have to get it done, you know, under this time crunch. And you know, oftentimes when I overload myself and not give myself grace to have a have a lunch break or even just take five or ten minutes just to be i get burnt out and my motivation fizzles and it's not sustaining i mean we can do it for a certain amount of time but we're gonna get tired we're gonna start maybe even resenting work if we don't give ourselves grace and give ourselves margin to rest and take a moment I'd also just really encourage you to let your breaks be breaks. It's really easy to be like, oh, I'm going to take a break from this project and instead I'm going to go eat lunch while also scrolling on my phone or also folding laundry. I know that there are a lot of things that we have to get done in a day, but also give yourself permission just to sit there and take a break. Eat lunch uninterrupted, You know, Um, listen to a podcast, Um, go outside for a walk, just breathe, just relax. I I know that there's so much, again, there's so much to do and breaks sometimes feel like they're taking away from your productivity, but they really add to it. They're going to help you in the long run. They're going to help you sustain because again, we want that sustaining, lasting work that does not get burnt out because again, we're living to please the Lord. And so we want that consistent, sustaining fire and motivation and purpose for the Lord and that energy for the Lord to continue. Now this one might be a little bit dicey or controversial, but I would just encourage you maybe to think about how you're multitasking. So a lot of people say women can multitask and men can't, but honestly, as I've gotten older, I've realized that I can't really multitask even as a woman, even as someone who's just very highly motivated and just like always going, going. It's really tempting. And again, we hear it a lot. It's, it's a part of our, our world and our working world, but oftentimes multitasking can lead us to not do our best work in one particular thing. So say I'm sitting down and I'm also taking notes, preparing for a podcast episode while also editing part of my book. Okay, that's not going to work well because both are going to suffer. At least I know for me it's going to suffer because I can't concentrate on creating content and studying God's word for a podcast episode while also reading through my manuscript. I can't do both for me personally. I think it's also just knowing your limits and knowing that you know, if I want something to be my best quality work, I need to sit down and give it my all. So what's really helpful for me is time blocking in that way. So meaning, okay, so from example, let's say from 9 to 10 a.m. or during Hunter's first nap, this is my personal life. I am going to work on that specific 30 minutes. I am going to sit down and I am going to do emails. And then after that 30 minutes, I'm going to do this. So it's very, very helpful for me at least to sit down and be like, I'm going to dedicate this time to this thing. And then that way everything gets time. But it's not distracted and that way I can feel confident sending, you know, a podcast episode out or sending an email knowing that I wasn't scatterbrained and that I thought it through and that I wasn't intentional with my time. And the next one, maybe it's just me, but I feel like I've had to do this a lot as a new mom and just a lot of responsibilities in life. But for me, I really appreciate getting a head start if possible. So if you're in school, if you're working, if even if you're like a mom and you're preparing for a hosting thing, literally whatever, this can be customizable to whatever your circumstance in your life is, but getting a head start on deadlines or preparing for certain things, like getting a head start if you're hosting on getting groceries a week ahead of time instead of the day before or the day of. For me, getting a head start on next projects, more books, writing, all the other things that I'm doing. Getting a head start is so important for me knowing that I have plenty of time to do this instead of putting myself down to the line and crunch time because that stresses me out personally. Sometimes people operate really well out of that, out of doing things last minute and that's okay if you do, but I know me and I know all of the different things that I have in life and to be a good mom and to be a good wife, I need to have that head start. I need to know that those things are started and taken care of so that I can also be present, right? We talked about earlier being present. And stewarding our time and our other hats that we wear in life really well. Okay, and then the next one, actually, like the next two kind of have to do with each other, and that is using a planner, whether that is a physical planner, which I will link in the description, my absolute favorite planners that I use on the daily for work and for life. Um, But or honestly on your phone, on the calendar app, literally anything. I know there are so many different apps and calendars and things out there, um, but I would just encourage you to use that. I know some people are like, well, I'm not a person that likes to use a calendar or a planner, but honestly, give it a try. Bound planners help me stay on track. I can lay out my days and my assignments on pen and paper, and then also on my phone just to look at it. I think it's helpful to see it, to visualize it. I also like to set reminders on my phone, so I have accountability from both my paper planner and then my phone, which I know we all look at all the time. So then the next tip goes along with that one, and it has been probably one of my biggest productivity tips to give really anyone, and that is to focus on like your big three or five or whatever number number that is but no more than five I would say when I say focus on your big three I mean look at your week if possible if you can plan that far ahead again I know circumstances are different but to look at your at your week at your month even at your day if you can't plan farther than that if life is just kind of up in the air but focus on just a few things that you want to get done what are the most important things in your day so for me today my most important things are recording this episode I'm doing some marketing and some research for my book coming out soon, and then also getting some laundry done. So, those are my big three while Hunter is away being babysat by my mom for a few hours. Those are my big three. I am not going to worry about anything else. Um, I mean, optional things like um, vacuuming the floor. I mean, for me, that's optional, but I have to be realistic with myself and say, okay, I'm going to prioritize a few things. And those get done, great. And if I can get other things done, then great. But I'm not going to set myself up for failure because I know for me, if I try to put 15 things on my priority list, they're not going to get done and then I'm going to feel like I failed. And so I don't want to set myself up in that way. This one is going to be freeing, but then also kind of difficult for some to hear because I know it's difficult for me to hear. And that is to say no. To say no to things, but also say yes to things. Say no to things so that you can give your best yes to other things. So appointments, um, I don't know, other other things, commitments, deadlines. I just really encourage you to be honest with the Lord, be honest with your spouse or your family or whoever is a part of your life too and be like, okay, I'm going to say no to this And I'm going to say so that I can say yes to something else later, but also knowing that if you're saying no to maybe hanging out with a friend one week because you have too much going on, knowing that you can say yes later, but really being honest with yourself and your energy and your margin and feeling okay with saying no, not that it's a final no, but it's like, it's a no for now because I need to be diligent. I need to protect my time. I need to protect my health because that is also affected by how busy we are and how productive we are. And so being okay to say no, and I don't know what your life. Looks like again. So, what does that no look like for you so that you can say yes later and you can um, feel confident in not running yourself into hustle culture and honoring the Lord with your time more than anything? Okay, two more to finish out the episode. The second to last one I would encourage you in is to get good sleep. So, I know that I have a lot of moms listening. I was in that boat too with a newborn where you're up like multiple times during the night, whether they're fussy or they need to feed or whatever that looks like. You have other kids, you have classes that are late, and you we have homework that you need to study to, you know, past midnight, whatever that looks like. I'm not saying to forsake that because that's a season, that's a part of life, but to try your hardest to get sleep, whether that's a nap, a rest, um, asking for help so you can go take a nap, whatever that looks like. Prioritizing good sleep is not only important for your overall well-being, for your health, for your mental health, for um, just really everything, but also your productivity. If you are exhausted, if you are not getting good sleep, there are a lot of ramifications And a lot of that has to do with how productive and, you know, how you steward your time. So again, I know that I'm not in your shoes and I'm not in your life, but just to encourage you to think about how can I get better sleep or how can I rest? How can I ask for someone to help me with the kids? Or how can I sacrifice maybe a few things here and there to get myself on a better routine and schedule? Because, oh my gosh, sleep is so important. Even for me, I know they say with new moms, that lack of sleep can really lead to some postpartum depression. I know that it can happen even if you're getting great amount of sleep, but just keeping that in the back of your mind that not only if you're postpartum, like even if you're just, you know, living life, you haven't even had kids, sleep is so, so important. And I know you know that, I just wanted to say it. The last thing I would encourage you to do, like I kind of mentioned just a few seconds ago, was to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for people to come alongside you. If you listen to my pride episode, which was just a few episodes back, you can go listen to that one. But if you listen to it, the hard truth that we talked about is that if we're not asking for help, if we're operating out of self-sufficiency, that is a form of pride. And I'm saying this because it is my struggle as well, too. I struggle with not asking for help. I have gotten so much better at it, though. Praise the Lord from being a new mom and all the things, but I struggled and sometimes still do with asking for help and then I realized that that is A pride believing i can do it on my own and B, not letting other people use their gifts and serve me because they love me and they want to help me and i know the same goes for you you have people in your life that i know would drop everything or want to schedule something with you so that they can help with the kids with the house with the workload there is so much help to be had and to be given and i want you to free yourself up to accept it because god's word over and over says that the body of christ is what we should be leaning on for our help for our encouragement for our edification and so i would just encourage you to look at how can i ask for help how can i lay down my pride and be okay with asking someone to come alongside me to pray with me to help me bear the load to take care of my kids for a few hours so i can go rest or get something else done don't be afraid to ask for help Okay, so we did it. Those were my productivity tips and encouragements for you. Again, I pray that as you listen to this episode, you were kind of just thinking in the back of your mind how maybe if you want, you can add these and edit these to fit your life. Because again, all of our lives are very different. We all wear very different hats. But again, I hope that it all comes out of the motivation of pleasing the Lord and honoring Him and stewarding our time well so we can love Him and love people and also preserve our health and well-being. So. I'm really excited for all of us to put this into practical action in our life. So, I have a challenge for you. If you listened to this episode and loved it, if you made it all this way, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your Instagram stories. And either share, like, in, write on the story as you post it, um, either one of the tips that you love from this episode or a another productivity tip that you'd love to encourage other people in. And then post that to your Instagram stories and tag me at Miss Tara Sun and at Truth Talks with Tara and share that with other people. I'd love to see what you're doing. I'd love to be encouraged by you. I'd love to reshare it and thank you. So yeah, again, I love you. I'm so excited that we had this conversation on productivity. And again, working heartily as into the Lord and not for man, not for ourselves, but for God's glory. He is worth it all. I love you, friend. This episode was so fun. Thank you for sitting down with me or being on the go with me wherever you're listening to this. Make sure to subscribe before you leave on any podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, literally wherever. I'm so glad that you're part of this family. I will see you in next week's episode.